Mrs. Lee. Yeah, I was just going to say, speaking of stereotypes, and maybe I was thinking it, but when I saw you walk in the door, I felt an immediate sense of, of uh, well, smiling, uh, relief, because when I think of at least the people I know who have been quoted as hippies, unquote, to me, they're people who uh, think freely, and they may have a particular bag, uh, as everybody does. But I don't know, I just sort of felt that out of, you know, looking at our group and knowing that we all have our things, that uh, you might be the most, the person who would look at the whole point and with, with freedom of mind. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I think this is what I found. Just, that most Lake, of the people I know were interesting hippies. point you're making. It's connected with the neighborhood and with the world. When Andy came in, you felt a certain way because you saw his beard and long hair. Do, do black people Do black people generally feel uh, a certain different attitude toward kids called hippies and they were taught others? Well, I can't speak for the whole yeah. black race, of course, but I think that um, there has been and, and is a sort of relationship between black people and hippies, as I think Jerry Rubin described it, is that the hippies have become the niggers of the nation, you know, and uh, which gives you some alignment or feeling. But I think, as far as I am concerned, um, I it, again, with the people that I have known who are hippies, uh, is that they're able to think freely and, and not get hung up in the bag of color as much as, yes, say, but, but straight people know, are. Still, there there is a, uh, well, people will always be people, you know. Yeah, uh, really. Still, I have encountered, you know, people that look racist. much like myself who are, are very prejudiced. Mm-hmm. If one isn't wearing the proper button of the month, you know, yeah. you're out. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's sad. Mm-hmm. That's a hypocrisy right there. Yeah. And now these people are saying that hypocrisy is bad, and yet they themselves are, are being hypocrites. Yes, uh-huh. Of course. Gage Park, again, as, this, as, the, as the area, the symbol. Your thoughts about yourself, Iran, about long-haired guys, and how they regard in the community? I really can't speak for the community, because yeah. most of the guys around here are, well, Let's put it this way. Most of my hair is pretty short. Well, I can't say short, but I mean, there's no down to the shoulder. And, yeah. and uh, well, kid across the island, one of my best friends, his hair is quite on the long side. He just got back from California, and he hasn't had a haircut in three months. And uh, my parents themselves, they're ready to reject him because his hair is long. I mean, I don't see what's wrong with long hair. Yeah, you yourself yeah. have no feeling anti <laughs> against it, but your parents do. I mean, if he wants to have long hair, he can have long mm-hmm. hair. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. If I want to have long hair, I'll have yeah. long hair. How about you, John? It doesn't bother me a bit. I like it, in fact. Yeah. Um, I don't see nothing wrong with it, and I, I feel that if uh, he wants it, he can have it. It doesn't bother me a bit. Well, I know Beverly's boyfriend has it. What about you yourself? <laughs> um, I'm not really all for it, but I mean, if the guy wants to have long hair, and if that's what makes him think that he is complimentary to something else, then he should have it if, if he feels that that is his inner being and that it makes him feel like he's himself. He should have it, just as he should have all things in life that yeah. make him feel complete. Just, just as he should have all kinds of life. So this is, well, I guess, what we're coming to. School, what about school? Now, this is white or black, just school. Let Mrs. Thomas, you're going to say something. Yes, I have, I have three sons, and they've all gone through this beard bit, and the oldest one has one now. Uh, I think it's bringing out something that's very good in that it is forcing people to look not at what they look like, but what they are. Mm-hmm. And I think if we ever get to the point where we can appreciate the fact that people are different, and because each one is different, 
they have something different to contribute and something it makes the world a much more interesting, better place because of it. But I think it's going to take a while before this area uh, can accept this to that extent because uh, they're very much conformist. Yes, but I think the greatest benefit would be if every mother's son in the Gage Park area would, would grow a beard. Because when, when someone sees a bearded person walking down the street, they don't first go and say, well, what it, where is the, what's in his head before they ask, how come it's on his head, mm -hmm. you see? Now, if their own son would grow a beard, they'd known that son, well, you know, it's their <laughs> son, right? And they would th now he has a beard. He's no different than he was before. And that's certainly true of most people. In well, the well, Mrs. Thomas sounds like a new suggestion for the Southwest Community Congress. <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and to go back to your question, Studs, and I've been reflecting on it since you asked about how black people feel. Again, not trying to speak for the black community at all, uh, but to give my impressions of what they may be thinking. I, th I think that we might be more tolerant of hippies than uh, the white community. Because uh, we can accept the difference a little more easily because the black community is not all black. It's black, brown, white, anything else that you want to name. They're beardless and beards and all this sort of thing. And I think that um, the relationship might be felt in the kind of problems that the hippies have, which is so similar to the problems mm -hmm. that black people have, mm -hmm. so that we might be more mm -hmm. tolerant, I think. So we come, well, I suppose. Perhaps we can end with school, because that seems to be the focal point. You know, Gage Park High, high schools in cities all over the country where there are various ethnic groups, and there are now blacks and other groups, and the young and the old and fears. For the other matters we haven't talked about that are in the news these days all over, escapes of the young, escapes, means of escape. And so we come to the pill, we come to the drug, we come to these matters. Is this a problem in Gage Park? Mrs. Meyer. There are drug pushers, I do believe, in any community, and we're not immune. Uh, the Greater Lawn Mental Health Center is uh, just a little uh, further west from Gage Park, but Gage Park feeds into this mental health center, and they are working now uh, on a drug program to see if we can't uh, help the young people who may be on uh, drugs at this time. Yes, there are people using drugs at the high school. Anybody just... Uh I just raised the subject, you know. I think this is an, is an escape. It's a, it's a refusing to face up to a problem. And I think almost any uh, abuse of drugs is this in a certain sense, whether it's an alcoholic or, or whatever, is that you're running away from facing up to a problem. And uh, they, there are a lot of problems here in this Gage Park area that are not being faced up to. And I think that it, everybody would feel a lot better about it if we did discuss them a little more and uh, and try to face up to them. As far as the drugs are concerned, uh, now my kids were telling me that there are some kids in the branch who try to sell drugs, you know, and uh, to my knowledge, anyway, my kids do not use drugs. They better not, because <laughs> I think <laughs> somebody would have to hang me up if they did. But. Uh, and discussing it with their friends, they feel that for them it would be a waste of time if they try to talk to their friends so that uh, they will not be using drugs. But it is a problem even with the uh, freshmen. It's not a great problem, but it does. Now, you see, we're smoking cigarettes around this table. And mm -hmm. I'm talking now, of course, I'm coming to the one, I'm coming to the soft one, of mm -hmm. course. Not, we're not talking now about LSD or heroin, of course. Mm -hmm. The deleterious effects of those are quite known and horrendous. I'm talking about that which is known as pot, marijuana. And a cigar I'm smoking, cigarettes are smoking. Is this, is this uh, 
subject in the neighborhood, just general, without committing anyway, anybody. You mean do people smoke pot yeah. in Gage Park? Most certainly. Yes. In fact, you can get anything you'd like in Gage Park. It's like Alice's restaurant. Oh, yes. Mm. Almost. <laughs> 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 well, is this, is this a, a theme ever discussed or in, at, at the high school? I don't mean particularly this one high school, but generally speaking, as I far think as. It's all over know. the area there Certainly. is a drug mm. problem. It's, mm. I think the bigger problem than actual uh, drugs like LSD and, and marijuana like that is beer because uh, you go by any high school in, in the whole area. Uh, not just Gage, but any any of them at all. Uh, on a Monday morning, and you'll find two or three batches of uh, of uh, little piles of yeah. beer cans yeah. there, and maybe a few liquor bottles. But uh, this is the, and they probably don't do it at their high school. The Gage Parkers would go to Harper, and Harper would go to Hubbard. <laughs> you know, they'd go away yeah. from their own high school. But it's happening all over. Well, the reason I raised that is a much advertised point, of course. You know, I raised it is because it. As, as was implied here earlier, obviously these are escapes. Escapes from what? The problems that are not faced. In Gage Park, and you might say in all our society, and perhaps come to the school, Gage Park High, or this could be any high school, <coughs> school itself. How do you feel? Do you feel you're getting a pretty good education? Beverly? Do I feel that I'm getting a yeah. good education? Yeah. Yes, I do. I mean, the teachers there are pretty good. I mean, I'm taking a college course, so I'm not going to college. This year I've had no regular classes. I'm an all honor star in advanced placement classes. And I really feel that I'm getting the full benefit of what school really is. And I don't know, it's, it, it just makes you want to smile and be happy and everything that it's free and that you're getting it. Do you find school exciting? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. I, I love school. It's, it's really great. Can you understand how black uh, young man might feel very frustrated if he recognizes that he is not getting it. Yes, I can. I was going to ask that same <coughs> question. Because um, I know that a lot of the black grammar schools, well, I've heard that they don't have the, well, I've read that they don't have the proper type of education. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but and then I've noticed when the colored kids do come into, well, like a school like Gage Park, they are put into the lower classes, like basic and essential classes, and they're not, well, they could do better. I mean, if they were pushed. And but, I mean, a lot of uh, this has to do with the parents, too. But a lot of, but see, <coughs> the kids have no control over where they're put. Yes, they do. No, they don't. They come into the school, and Miss Loughborough or somebody else is sitting there registering the kids, and they say, like my kids came over, we didn't even have our grades, you know. Didn't you have a concert to come to your elementary school before they graduated? Uh, yes, they did. But the and day we registered, they, they didn't use uh, our names or anything. They just signed us in because I went over with my kids when they registered. And we were just registered and uh, they were asked what sort of grades they had. And one of my kids is an A student and the other kid is a C student. And one kid went this way and one kid went that way. Well, that's you know. the tracks. Uh, but the point is, once you get in the tracks, do you ever get out? Okay, the other thing I would say is, and I would question this because I'm not sure, is if the kids are really given their fair tracks when they go into school. Because there are a lot of black kids. See, what one problem we have here is the assumption that the kid is dumb because he's black. And that is an incorrect assumption. Because I think that if the black kids were put in a track, uh, that might be even a step higher than when he came out of grammar school. That child could do very well. 
faced with the challenge. You see, they do have counselors coming out to all the elementary schools, and they do counsel with the parents, and they do also have his full eight years of uh, elementary grades, and they from this, they then form the track. We've I never had a counselor at, uh, at St. Raphael, for instance, to, to come and talk to uh, the kids. I think there's something here that is very uh, obvious in, in, in many other areas besides mm -hmm. age, and that is that there are some parents who will really do a great deal to help their children, mm -hmm. and they know how to do it, too. I mean, they know that an encyclopedia is important. They know you should have dictionaries in the house. They know to get magazines and newspapers and, uh, and listen to something besides soap operas. I mean, they do these things. They take their kids' places. They, they enrich their lives and do things uh, like to get things for a science <coughs> fair exhibit and things like that. And I, I think many times in the black community, you have parents who are working, mm -hmm. two parents are working, and they are so sapped mm -hmm. uh, by doing uh, the extras that they mm -hmm. have to do mm -hmm. that many of these black students do not, do not get those extras. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the biggest this is the biggest yeah. area that makes a difference. Obviously, these are all factors, individual factors, the question of work itself, livelihood, the mother working. We'll come back to the question of, of uh, here are three white students at a school, Gage Park. Beverly gets a good deal. How do you feel about it, Ron? I'm getting the best I can. Yeah. And see, the, teach, the teachers try to, as hard as they can to give every kid the education. If the kid takes it, he can take it. I mean, now... There are not many colored students in any of my classes. I in honors class, and I would like to see more in there. I know there are more that can get in there, but it's just that the Ms. Um, Leacher had, did have a point where the counselors do not always put students in the right classes. Because mm -hmm. I happen to know that they made a mistake three, four times with my brother. And he himself is a bit smarter than I am. He was last year. He was reprogrammed into a regular class, and I was put in honors. And it took him three weeks to get out of there. But he pestered. He went down to, the, to that council every day, and you can just put the pressure on him, and they'll have to change it. I think the problem, too, is in the grade system that uh, the black kids don't always get the grades they deserve from the teachers. Uh, this isn't true in every case, but it's true in many. There's one gym teacher in Gage Park who, one, one semester, flunked every black kid in their class. And last semester, she gave the most of them a D. Now, it just doesn't stand the reason that in a class that all the black kids should flunk. And it doesn't stand the reason that all the black kids are only capable of D work. That's true in the girls' gym, that's true in the boys' gym, and it's true in many of the classes that the black kids have, that they're not graded fairly. Now, it's true that there are some who can't do the work because they're ordinary people, okay? You have dumb kids, smart kids, in-between kids. But if a child is performing and doing the work, then that child should not be flunked or graded a grade lower. Uh, because of his color. It's been even said by some <coughs> teachers that they would never eat. That's true even at the university I attend, that some teachers would not grade a black student higher than a C, no matter what kind of work he does. John, I was just, John, your thoughts. Well, I, I think Gates is a great school. I mean, I think that if you can do the work, they'll give it to you if you ask them, but you have to ask them. But I think that I'm getting the best I can, I believe that everybody else could if they just tried. But Are I, you in <coughs> honors classes? Yes, ma'am. How about you as a graduate of Gage Park? Well, I was never an honors student. Um, I was more or less a very lazy person. Um, the only thing I learned really to do at Gage was to test well. And uh, I, of course, I always read 
voluminously while I was in Gage Park, but never in my textbooks for some reason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. See, maybe I should have had a beard back then. <laughs> but that probably would have been illegal. But anyway, Gage Park is, a, is an average city high school, I imagine. Um, it's probably maybe even a little bit better than most of them. It's an adequate institution. It's kind of overcrowded. It was overcrowded when I was there. I think now it's probably even more overcrowded, which is sad. Regardless of the facilities at the school, school is always school, it's the motivation the mm -hmm. person has to learn. And my question, we discussed this at home, often over the dinner table, uh, what the problems that are happening in the high school. And it's my personal opinion that if one isn't motivated, I don't care what you set before him, he's not going to learn because he hasn't the desire. And in specific relation to the blacks at Gage Park High School, where can they go with that four years of high school education? Uh, how, how could they possibly afford college? Uh, why should they succeed at, at Gage Park High School? What are they going to do with it so it will get them a little better job? Well, maybe he doesn't want to just go out and work. Uh, maybe he'd like further education. Just because he has to have this four years, you know, it seems kind of ridiculous sometimes. Um, I think that... Uh you miss a point, Andy. Um, if anyone wants an education, they can really get it in today's society. There are so many scholarships that go wanting, um, and it really is a shame that if a person is motivated, if he wants to get an education, it's there. Yes, this is true. But coming from a white background, we have access to information or the knowledge of access to information that black people do not we have. We have counselors at the school. Yes, but I also have had very much experience with those counselors. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, uh, I have too, and it's not very good. Um, I, well, I don't want to bad rap the school, you know, you know but, but yeah. still. Yeah, you you know have be to good. face facts, though, don't you? You know what would be good? Yeah. One last go around. Any thoughts that comes to each of you? Uh, we began talking about Gage Park itself and the fear and white families uh, running out, the blockbusting occurring, the nature of the society in which we live, school, each experiences each one's own thoughts. We also know there are these property groups that play this game quite well, too. Thinking of this, of the challenge, Gage Park was known throughout the world. Marquette Park is the place where Dr. Martin Luther King had rocks thrown at him some five years ago. And this is really, in a sense, some might call it the heartland of our country, too. Everything is there, the possibilities and uh, the fears. So let anybody say what you feel. Let's start with uh, John, John Schneider. Student, you're what at Gage Park? You're a senior. senior. So, to me, the key to the whole problem is understanding. I think that if we could talk to them and get to know them better, or get to know each other better, that it would solve a lot of things. A lot of it's just they don't understand each other, and the only thing that they know right now is violence. That's the only, that's, you know, kids are growing up too fast, and the only thing that they can... Uh, they see violence all over and they feel that if you know they want to solve the problems themselves so they take it in their hands the only way they know how to do it is violence and I think that if we could like you know get to know each other a lot better it would help Beverly <coughs> and John well I think that the full education that a person receives is like reflected upon their background from when they're very young at home maybe even two years old. I mean, it all depends upon your parents and what you become, really. Whether you're prejudiced, non-prejudiced, whether you're going to be a scholar or a flunky. It all depends upon what you get at home. Miss Christine Leake. 
I think there should be a total commitment by parents, teachers, and this is black and white parents and teachers and the children of the school to better the education and the situation that exists in Gage Park. I think there has to be a commitment of the community surrounding Gage Park to see who the real enemy is. And it's not black people per se, it's the system under which we live. The system in itself is good, it's just not operated that way. And I think that white people must understand the frustrations of the black community in America to be here 300 years, to have built the nation really on our backs, and to still, after 300 years, my son is born here and is American by the Constitution, but who is not treated as an American and will never be until the white community understands uh, that black people, too, are in fact American and are in fact entitled to uh, due process, entitled to live as human beings. Andy Fash. Yes, uh, continuing with, with just what Mrs. Leake was saying, that I think it's time that, that we simply realize that fellow man is indeed our brothers and sisters, and that as under the Constitution of this country, truly put it into effect. Uh, let's just do what the Constitution says in black and white, and by doing it in black and white, we'll all be together instead of separate. Mm. Mrs. Uh, Meyer, Mr. Lucille Meyer. Well, again, <clears throat> I think that uh, if we look at each other as people instead of whatever color of skin we are and try to understand each other's point of view, we would probably have uh, a more peaceful community, a more peaceful city. Ron Sustish. Well, I think I'm... You're a senior, Ron? You're a junior. junior. I have to agree with John on the idea that students are strangers. Uh, many students go through high school and not know what every other senior in their class. Now, Gage Park, this class is out of 325, every door is locked at 328. Mm -hmm. If the students had a place to get together, other than outside of the school, I mean, you go mm -hmm. to school for nine hours. You said the door is locked at 328, class yeah. is out of 325. Yeah. And the idea that as soon as every student is out, it's locked like that. If the students have a way to get together and express themselves, I mean, your free periods, your study periods, you have an assigned seat. You sit with whoever's assigned next to you, whoever's in front of you, behind you. You don't have, I mean, you have to make friends and study. It's the only place you can meet anybody. But you can't meet freely and express yourself. Mrs. Thomas, Ms. Emily Thomas. Well, I feel, I, I would like to see something done to reassure people that they could be themselves and not be penalized for it. And I think a uh, part of this is to reassure the homeowner. I think the homeowner is very much uh, uh, in a position where he is not free to, to uh, do as he would do otherwise if he didn't feel so insecure, so pushed, so pressed that he might lose his home. And I would like to see all, every one of them sign the anti-solicitation uh, affidavits as a means of supporting each other. And I think the structure of the real estate practices in this city is very much out of line with the human misery that it creates. I think something just has to be done about this. Interesting, Mrs. Thomas, and everyone mentioned that the, throughout the recurring theme here is real estate versus human values. Comes back to that again, doesn't mm -hmm. it? And we're here in the Gage Park, and we leave Gage Park, and suddenly we're talking about America, really, the United States. Perhaps we're talking about the world, too. Well, thank you very much. It's been a very very thrilling two hours for me. John Schneider and Beverly DeJohn and Mrs. Christine Leake and Andy Fash. 
Again, I love that phrase, hippie in residence. <laughs> <laughs> and to Mrs. Lucille Meyer, who's head of the PTA, and uh, uh, Ron Sustish, and uh, Mrs. Emily Thomas. Uh, your group, by the way, that in fact arranged this round table, is called the Southwest uh, Community Congress. <coughs> and we had a resolution on do something about Gage Park High School. What was the resolution? It was that we felt that the situation at Gage was getting worse and that uh, something needed to be done to reverse the situation so it would get better. At first it seemed, well, it's just impossible to do anything. <laughs> you know, it just seemed totally, uh, how could you do anything? But uh, after studying it, and uh, we got lots of uh, uh, beautiful ideas from the contest which the students participated in, we were amazed at the fact that they had so many ideas. And uh, we certainly wish that the school would make more use of these ideas to ask the students because I think maybe they, they feel sort of left out that they aren't included in some of these solutions. They're, they're growing up and they're going to be out in this world very shortly and so they need to start thinking in terms of solving problems and what can you do about things. And there are a lot of things. One is uh, doing something about the different approach to students from the uh, police. One is to add some more exciting things to the curriculum of the school. And another thing is to make places in the school system where the uh, students could get to know each other. A number of times I hear say, we, we never really get to know each other. Well, how can you like somebody else if you don't know them? Well, there will be 30 ideas which we will be published. Uh, hopefully the newspapers will carry it, and we're sending them to e everybody that we think could possibly do something about it. For instance, the police, the teachers, the principal, the aldermen, the uh, Gage Park Civic, the students who were in the contest, the student council, everybody that we can think of. And if we miss anybody, they can get a copy by calling our office. So hopefully, they can pick up some of these ideas and do something about it. Thank you. We're talking about new voices, too, young voices, as well as those established. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen.